Hello, this is the Australian Women Writers in Conversation with podcast series. I'm Marisa Vikramanayaka and today we have Jackson, who is a female West Australian poet. And we are going to talk about noticing in writing and how to find beauty in the mundane. Okay, do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Jack Jackson. I'm a poet. <laughs> I live in Fremantle in Western Australia and I... I've published two full-length collections, Success in Poetry, since they measured in books. I've done two. Mm-hmm. I also have a, a website online, which is called Proximity, which mm-hmm. is archived by the National Library, and that's where I publish a lot of my work as well. Lots of other things I could say, but um, sure, it would become a, a CV. At what point did you decide you wanted to be a poet, or you realised that you were one? Yes, I have always written poetry, as many poets would say that, since they were a child. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was about 20, I was still at uni, mm-hmm. doing honours in computer science, but I decided I wanted to, to write, not necessarily to write poetry, just from various things I'd read, and I realised I was good at writing as well. So I bought a notebook and started carrying it around with me everywhere, and when I wrote, what came out tended to be poems reasons that I still don't understand, but maybe because the uh, notebook was rather narrow, but no, there's more to it than that. And I just, just kept on writing poetry since then, mainly poetry, and um, you don't suddenly become a poet, it sort of sneaks up on you, I guess. You know, at some point you, you must have realised and taken it well, on. I had something published in a literary magazine, <laughs> which took five years, I've just started to write You were professional. This is proper now. Yeah, I wasn't just pretending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I've heard your work when you've performed it, and I, I'm reading Lemon Oil at the moment, slowly. Like I, I tend to read it at random, opening it up, and then go, oh, new poem, rather than like going through poem by poem. So it's. <laughs> So, so why why poetry rather than say short stories or other sorts of writing? I have tried other sorts of writing. I, uh, part of the reason with poetry is I'm better at it than the other other forms. Uh, I'm quite good at writing non-fiction, but I don't enjoy it in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, short stories, I can write them, but I'm not very good at. Maybe I just haven't put in the time to learn because I'm not that interested in it. Um, Making a plot and all of that just doesn't... I'd rather write about the truth, I guess, than making up fiction. Yeah. Poetry is very versatile. You can do anything. You can write about anything. It is an art form as well, and equivocally it's art. um, For me, writing poetry is like doing painting or sculpture or filmmaking or something like that. I oh, enjoy reading poetry. It sounds good. Yeah. Aww. How long does it take to write a poem for you on average? <laughs> uh, I can be anything from five minutes to five years. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I've got poems in all sorts of states. <laughs> Finished. And I don't really write poetry as such. I just write text and then okay. sort of get poems out of it. Oh, okay. That so makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll have an idea. It might turn into a poem or it might not. 
How do you figure out what what to leave in and what to leave out? When you write free text and you know there's a poem in there, how do you figure out what to take away? A lot of it's the same as with any kind of writing. Mm -hmm. Take out, as you would know as an editor, take out anything that isn't really necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so it's compression, succinctness. Also, with poetry, it's uh, uh, making art as a compositional process as well. Yeah. Getting a good structure, getting a balance, <laughs> perhaps getting it to sound right as well, yeah. some way. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I have been times when I play with taking out more than what anyone normally would as well, actually raising things, seeing how much I can take out and still have the meaning. I know that a lot of people might find your work a bit confronting because you write about things that people are like a little bit, you know, they find it risque or raw or, or a bit taboo. Yeah, 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 to talk about. But for me, that's not the confronting thing. Like when I pick the book up and I want to like read through, sometimes I have to put it down because I feel like you are writing from life so much that I'm kind of being invasive. Somebody commented that some of the writing is egoless. Mm-hmm. which mm, I took to mean not worrying about what people think. Yeah, and I think, I almost feel like I need to go there. I want to write about reality. Mm. I'm interested in truth. In, in, that's a big word, but in, in what's real, what's real for of all people, I mean. So, yeah, you've got to get right in there. Oh, so it depends who you've read as well. And once you've read James Joyce's description of someone going to the toilet, you know, how bad after that? Yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. A lot of the writers I love, I can't necessarily read their books in one sitting. No, you have can't. to give my brain time to get the hang of what I've read before I go on. Yeah. What is the most surprising thing that you've learnt about being a poet? It's a difficult question. What came to my mind when I read that question on your sheet was the oft-quoted thing that Leonard Cohen is supposed to have said, that when life is burning well, poetry is the ash. So When writers poetry, when When life is going well, poetry is the ash. When life is burning well, rather, poetry mm-hmm. is the ash. So mm-hmm. poetry is almost a, a product of my existence, I guess. That is, uh, that is such a neat idea because we were talking about uh, the concept of noticing a couple of other writer friends and I, and... Uh-huh. How, if you're a writer, noticing is part of your job because it works its yes. way into the description and characters and plot and everything. Yep. And I said, Absolutely. well, I didn't put it in that sort of, I've never put it in those words before, but as a writer, my entire life I often live going, oh, you know, even if it's bad, uh, the the silver lining is that this may be useful in a book someday. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, who is it? Whitman has a poem which says it's about an unrequited love and he says that it's okay because out of this I've, uh, I can't remember the exact words out of it I've got these poems basically he says songs but yeah um, alright I've got a good poem out of it <laughs> yeah yeah. so, so um, it's, it's not what I'm, if I'm trying to say is that writing is not a separate thing it's very much integrated into living not a sort of separate activity that you do on the side. Yeah. Um, for me, anyway, it's yeah. sort of the core of my identity, really. Yeah. 
But in the small, simple things, um, that there's one poem where you're walking down the street and you see a rose and you pick it up in your gloved hands, as you say, and you want to give it to Zoe, who I assume is your daughter. Um, but, but oh, oh, okay, 
sorry. <laughs> but the point is that um, you're with someone else and you would have given it to them. So they instead, you know, and that, that was interesting to me. Like those small, small little things, little moments, little... Yeah, the detail is very deliberate in my poetry. I'm an imagist, basically. Yeah. I want to say things by putting in images. Yeah. Also, that walking about and looking at the mundane, I'm influenced by Frank O'Hara, yeah. a New York poet. There's yeah. um, another one who's writing I love. He's got this thing where he walks around and says, says what happens and what he sees. And um, so you feel like you're in New York, basically, and it's raining or it's not or whatever. And, in the middle of all that, you feel something. You break off in the middle of his sentences, and the, you know, I've read some of them out aloud, and it's very jerky, jerky, jerky in places as well. But I like that because it's like, uh, it's saying, you know, the world does not exist in, like, you know, when you describe things, it's not always harmonious, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. And I think that comes to back to the thing that you find beauty in certain things. You know, and they don't have to be what we think of as classically beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, that comes from reading experimental poetry and language poetry. Mm. That, that chopping up sentences. People like Bob Perelman, or Charles Bernstein, for example. Why am I doing it? Partly for the reasons you're saying. The world mm. is not necessarily harmonious. No. And, and in, when we listen to people talk, People do break off in the middle of sentences. Yeah, yeah, people... We interrupt each other. When, when we do have... Thank you so much for being with me. No worries.